0: Comment and
1: share. All
0: right, go for it. Good morning, everyone. It's the notorious, glorious V, the Gorilla Economist, coming to you live on this edition of Mornings with a V and CJ. We bring you the news, the views, and all the information important to you. Check us out, roguemoney.net. Uh, with that being said, also check out our sponsors, remaincom.net. Check out also the CryptoSchool.io. If you had got a chance yesterday, the boys were on, and they were breaking it down, man. They were breaking it down. So check them out on the CryptoSchool.io. Watch us straight live. And also, also uh, check out MyCBDEdibles.com. Whether you want a delicious cup of CBD-infused coffee in the morning, perhaps you're done with a grueling workout. And you want to have some delicious CBD-infused granola with some almond milk. Maybe a a, a chocolate peanut butter buckeye. Whatever it is that tickles your fancy, My CBD Edibles is the place to to get it. All kinds of deliciousness is there for you, waiting for you. A plethora, a world of wonder, a world of enchantment. Go there. MyCBDEdibles.com. And with that out of the way, CJ, what's crackalacking?
1: Hey, good morning. V you doing great? Uh, doing great. The weather's real nice here today. It's like lower 80s, supposed to stay that way, low humidity. I mean, it's just, just
0: it's going to be a gorgeous day. It's a perfect day. It's a perfect day. I love it, CJ. I truly do love it. <laughs> I don't know why I'm talking this way. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Let's get into it, dude. Let's uh. Let, let's pick an article then I'll jump into a into a big one uh, that James wrote on roguemoney.net uh, which is something that I've been talking about for the last several weeks um, and this is again guys this is this is a new paradigm a lot of things are emerging this is one of the working theories that I'm working with over here so uh, let's pick something here siege what do you want to start with well let let's do a really quick flashback because i th- I think it's really
1: time. Uh, to move on, because it, and it won't take but a second to talk about it, and that's the entire bogus uh, Russian collusion. I mean, yeah. there's a recent poll out showing how much, how much the average American really concerns, and it's a poll done by Gallup, and it's like two percent of Americans like really even care about any type of Russian collusion right now. So for for the media, for the Democrats, for them to spend. You know, so much time and energy. You know, it's really time for them yep. to, to move on. Be and 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 I know our listeners are are tired here. Every time I talk about Russia inclusion, I feel like I take I've taken like a step back, like a year, two years, because <laughs> it seems like it's been that long. Be yep. we continue to, to, to talk about it, but I do really quick want to uh, bring something to you know our listeners' attention to those that are listening that may not share the same perspective. But you know, you have to keep in mind. That Dating back last year, that Obama's cyber chief actually confirmed that there was a stand down order given uh, during the Russian cyber attacks, apparently in 2016. Now, why may I ask him why that's important and not just confirming that they, it was not the Russians. Fa- well, exactly. <laughs> you, you really do. You have to read between the lines and be why would why would Obama and the NSA and understand. why would they order a stand down? to any type of of infiltration? Why would they purposely, you know, try not to allow any additional safety protocols to be added for the monitoring of some of our infrastructure regarding elections? Well, I mean, like what you just stated, I think unless we knew, unless we knew that there were foreign agents that were already doing it and that we were in support of them doing it, would you really want that to be uncovered? Exactly right. So in fact, they knew that this was happening. However, this was the CIA. This was uh, non-U.S. intelligence agencies purposely, you know, spying and colluding. And so, therefore, that's why they wanted to keep this going. You know, he, he, they stated, "Yeah, we we don't want to do this. We want to order a stand down." It was it was kind of put on the back burner. This particular agent was like just kind of in disbelief. You no, know, why would why would Obama do this? Well. You have to read between the lines because it, it didn't serve any purpose at that time because we knew for a fact that there were other foreign intelligence that right. were interfering in the election.
0: You know what? Absolutely, dude. I mean, here's the deal. The comments by Michael Daniel, okay, who served as the White House cybersecurity coordinator between 2012 and January last year, provided his first public confirmation of the much-discussed uh, uh, passage in the book, Russian Roulette, the Inside Story of Putin's War in America and Election Day of, of Donald Trump. Now, granted, this guy, Michael Daniels, is framing it as if it's Russians, and I don't know what his cybersecurity expertise is, because most of these guys who are expertise and, and, and professionals and, and intelligence is just uh, a massive euphemism for an idiot. It's a euphemistic way of calling somebody an idiot. Because that's what we seem to have uh, infiltrated much of the country. It's not. It's not Russian hacking. It's idiots at work. Okay, but the end of the point is sometimes folks. In order to extract information, you have to find out what the idiot is saying in the midst of "quote unquote" the data. The data. Okay, forget the whole old Russia roulette. Forget the whole you know the Russian hacking. Blah 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 blah. blah. Because I guarantee you, if Russia were to hack the United States, there will be no trace of oh, it's coming from Russia. Okay? It's it's come on, this is stupid, this is blatant. You all know this. All right. But one thing is true. Just like what CJ said, there was what? A stand down order. Just like on 911, there was what? A stand down order. NORAD stood down on 911. The attacks went through. The planes were able to fly around for hours on end without any sort of interception. Meanwhile, you get into your Cessna, you go off track within 15 minutes. You got an F-16 on your on your wing with a missile lock. About 9/11, hours on end, they're flying up there. No, no problem. So the same thing occurs during the "quote unquote" elections. And CJ and I spoke about this late. I mean, sometime almost. I mean, during the election cycle, the the fall of uh, October 2016, where we broke the news when we talked about it we we said we're the only ones that actually really i mean we broke it we we talked about it we said hey you know what the the state attorney general from the state of georgia confronted the dhs department of homeland security and they were asking dhs why 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 were you trying to breach our firewalls and DHS realized because again, they these are all "quote unquote" intelligence services, folks. When you hear intelligence services, you you have to understand when you run a low IQ country, such as we've been running the last several years, we have been training our idiot children. Most of these millennials going into college, and they're out of they're you know they're working for these intelligence agencies. These are not the best and brightest. The best and brightest go work for the what the private sector. These are idiots. So that's why they get caught. They get caught. So the, st- the state of Georgia's attorney general says, hey, why are you trying to breach your service? What's going on here? And, of course, there was uh, no real answer given from the DHS. And now here's the other piece of the clue. And now here it comes. The cybersecurity czar under under Obama says, oh, yeah, we have, we were told to stand down. Stand down for what? Wait a minute, if, there, if it truly was a Russian attack, why did you stand down? If it truly was that. Shouldn't your job be to stop it, huh? Shouldn't it be to stop it, Michael Daniel? Shouldn't it be? But no, that's not the case. You stood down to let this go through. Because just like Iraqi, you know, hostage taking, airplane plying, just like Iraqis didn't commit 9-11. Russians didn't commit this cyber hack of of the United States. Same thing, okay. And the issue is this, folks: they stood down because at a at a pay grade and a level higher than Michael Daniel, an idiot who just you know riding the jo- the the jockstrap of this entire Russian hacking BS. Okay, excuse the noise. I think there's some construction going on outside my office. I can't. I can't oh, hear it. At all. Uh, beautiful. Yep. So apart from that, apart from Michael Daniel stating this, a pay grade above him knew that the attack going through was not Russian in origin. It was CIA. It was the cocaine import agency doing what it does best, which is subterfuge, sabotage, okay, and coup. Subterfuge, sabotages, and coups. That's what the cocaine import agency does best, apart from importing narcotics and and human trafficking. It's the other thing they do quite well and quite fondly. So they stood down, so it appears... To make it look like a Russian attack. I mean, come on. This is so stupid. It's as clear as day for anybody who has the wherewithal to see that. How do you know it's Russian? They're, hey, we, uh, 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 we got the IP address. You know, that can be spoofed. Uh, it can? Oh, well, we know it's Russians. Uh, can, uh... Really? 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 See, this is what happens, folks. When you refuse, when when you have people that are elected that represent you, supposed to be, but they don't really represent you. They don't really. Not only do they not represent you, they really don't even ha- ask the tough questions on your behalf. They just don't do it. So it's 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 a ridiculous thing, Siege. It really is.
1: Yeah, so I threw this up real quick, B. Uh, it's actually worse than what I said it was. So you take a look at it with all the hype, the most recent weeks of, of you know, the whole uh, Trump Putin meeting, everything that was uh, said about it, the, the trees and everything in this Gallup poll, the, <laughs> they were polled. you know, what what items, what concerns you the most? Well, the whole Russian problem, escalation, everything didn't even warrant a 1% or minus in terms of the importance of what Americans are focused on right now. So can we drive on? Can we just
0: like, – I mean, it, I'm looking at this article, and I'm not even focused on that. I'm, I'm I'm looking at these numbers. It's ridiculous. I'm focused on Israel. These photos will make you wonder – what? What was it? about uh, Will make you wonder <laughs> about visiting. That's, that's what I'm focused on right now this morning. But anyway, <laughs> anyway, uh, yeah. It, 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 nobody cares about this Russia collusion nonsense. It's BS. It's total BS. Anyway, moving on, Siege. Moving on. All right. Let's talk about... Uh, let me see here. I mean, our deficit is, is, is business as usual, Siege. $1 trillion. Uh, next year, deficit. Nothing new there. And um, here's from our... New site, Rogue News, baby. Rogue, Yeah, folks, we are officially Rogue News. Everything's transitioning over. We're no longer Rogue Money. We're Rogue News, and these changes will take effect very soon. All right, so cooperation between the U.S. and Russia, petrostates. Russia has partnered with OPEC and the other producer nations since 2017 to manage nearly half of the world's oil supply. The countries took action. After the crude prices sank to a 12-year lows in 2016, piling pressure on oil-dependent economies and bankrupting hundreds of U.S. energy companies. The United States, where drillers compete in the free market, is not part of the deal. U.S. laws prohibit companies from colluding to price fixes. And bipartisan group of U.S. Congress members recently revived a push to punish OPEC for allegedly price fixing. What the hell do these idiots think OPEC is? Still, Putin suggested that some form of cooperation is still possible during a press conference with the U.S. President Donald Trump in Helsinki. I think that we are, that we as a major oil and gas power, and the United States is a major oil and gas power as well, we can work together on regulation of international markets because neither of us actually interested in plummeting of the prices. But nor are we interested in driving prices up because it will drain a lot of juices from all the sectors of the economy. So we do not have, so we do have space for cooperation here," he said. Trump has demanded that OPEC tame fuel costs after a slow and steady rally accelerated this year, led by Saudi Arabia and Russia. The two dozen producer nations last month agreed to hike output to offset falling output in Venezuela and the looming sanctions on Iran and the world's fifth-largest oil producer. Now there's a great article here, and when you get a chance, folks, go through it. Uh, and read it. And James brings out a lot of details here. Folks, the reason why I point to this article is this. I mean, for weeks now, you've heard me mention uh, the new American system. And I said that Trump, w- that began with the tariffs, and I told you not to worry about the tariffs. It's going to look messy. It's going to look hot and heated. It's going to look really quarrelsome. I said, don't worry. China will be at the negotiating table, okay? Watch what happens, okay? Now, I'm telling you right now, the Middle East, OPEC, is done for. The Middle East, OPEC, is done for. They are, OPEC is unreliable. The Middle East is volatile. People are sick of the shenanigans over there. And folks, let I me, mean, let's be honest. If, if there was no Western involvement, let's just take out Western involvement in general. Okay. What do you think would happen to the Middle East? I mean, Siege, let's be honest here. If Western involvement never came to the Middle East, what do you think the Middle East would look like today? Siege? We see those yeah, there's some crappy hellholes in the Middle East but when we see cities like like Dubai and Abu Dhabi do you think they'd be built up the way they are if, if the West never came to the Middle East and, and discovered oil and and showed them how to extract it do, do, do you think that those little fiefdoms would be where they are today siege you know it's hard to envision that
1: with how much destruction we've created through the Middle <laughs> East but I guess it I guess it would be I mean yeah. I, I, I yeah I mean okay.
0: so my, see, my thing is this man if if um, these great fiefdoms you see, these great uh, built-up places like Abu Dhabi, uh, Dubai, uh, Qatar, in some regard, Saudi Arabia, they wouldn't be where they are, economically speaking, if it were not for the West, number one. Now, let's just say the West leaves. Let's just say there's a vacuum of West, the West leaving. Let's just say there's a vacuum because we're no longer relying on the petrodollar anymore in its current state and form. That we exit stage right. Okay, we exit stage right and we pull the deep state strings along with us. So there's no deep state uh, creating these proxy groups and creating and fighting and creating boogeymen, working their Hegelian dialectic as they always do. What would happen? Well, the Middle East would collapse. It would collapse. These guys will literally go back to the Stone Age, they'll literally fall back into. I mean, these energy-dependent economies that are in the Middle East will literally implode. they would implode. That's what would happen. And the world, folks, is pretty much had it up to their eyeballs with the Middle East. It's a shitstorm. It is a shitstorm. An absolute shitstorm. Nothing gets fixed. Nothing ever will be fixed. So I think what's happening here, folks, is the world is moving on. Leaving the Middle East to leave, to you know, leaving it to its own wherewithal to fix its own internal problems. After all, we have the Gulf Cooperative. So the question becomes, what of America? How does America fit? And this is the billion, trillion, the the multi-trillion dollar question, folks. We have a coming global economic reset. We have a fake U.S. economy with fake money, fake wealth, fake and, and, and real debt. The only thing real about the phantom economy and the phantom wealth and the phantom growth, the only thing real about it, folks, is the very real debt. It is insurmountable. It is unavoidable. It is uncircumventable. It is a reality realer than real itself. And it is full speed ahead, ramming speed, Mr. Tristan, directly into the hull of the USS America. That's the only thing real about our economy. How to deal with this debt issue. The same man, Donald Trump, who is a smart and brilliant man, who understands, hey, you know what, we have a bubble in the stock market, we have all these problems economically, changes his tune saying, yeah, we went tremendous growth, tremendous, this, tremendous, that, everything's tremendous. Is he a moron? Is he using convenience? Or is he understanding that the public and their mental wherewithal, their faculties, in order to absorb the data and to process the data, that their faculties are, in fact, limited? Does he understand that aspect of it, that the average Joe and Jane on the street cannot fathom the deep wherewithal, the market mystics, the the, the real data that's out there? He knows this. He knows this. My theory that I propose to use a new American century, my theory that I propose to use a new American system. And that American system, folks, what has been happening since the man came into office? Since day one, that night, he got his inauguration. He, he didn't even go to no party. Other people partied. What he did, he went right up to the office. He, My man started writing deregulation. He started, he's like, you know, screw this Obama policy, uh, F this Obama policy, F that Obama. Just one by one dismantling every single stranglehold, every single death clutch, that was on U.S. business, particularly around energy and trade, is his focus. Why? Well, the energy was being shackled. And since then, drilling and energy discovery has been on an absolute tear. Folks, I've been telling you this for some time now. In the last 18 months or so, the United States has quickly, rapidly, and at an incredibly shocking rate, we have become the largest energy powerhouse on the planet. Okay? And I'm talking about when you're counting shale oil and the technology keeps improving so it becomes cheaper to extract shale. And, yes, shale is a lower BTUs than what's coming out of the ground in Saudi Arabia and what's coming out of the ground in russia it's a it's a lower thermal unit that's a the lower uh, it has less dense energy but if you refine it properly with the right refining capability, uh, you have yourself a quality uh, piece of petroleum. So but the big ringer here folks is is the reason why there's wars all around the Middle East. There's wars around the Middle East not because of of oil. No 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 no. The next big energy boom is in natural gas. What do you think the Syria conflict is? Natural gas. What do you think the beef is between Saudi Arabia and Qatar? Natural gas. What do you think the beef is between Saudi Arabia and Yemen and all that all that war and conflict in Yemen? Natural gas. Everything has to do with natural gas. What is a big, big deal with Iran and oil? It's natural gas. Iran's oil fields are huge, but their natural gas is even bigger. And who's the natural gas kingpin on the planet? Ming, 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 It's us. It's us. So how does Trump bring about the new American system? How does Trump do that? Number one, protect the U.S. technology. How do you protect U.S. technology? By putting in real trade tariffs that grab these Chinese commies. I'm not going to call them commies. They're really not. Grab the Chinese by the nutsack. Bring them to the negotiating table and say, hey, here's the deal. Yeah, the free ride you guys have been getting. And, guys, I'm telling you right now, okay, I've been in commodities projects where, you know, I would be, uh, you know, talking to uh, one of my buddies over there, who was, you know, an, another cohort who'd, who'd work in commodities. He hey, man, how's everything going? Well, we had so and so come by our cobalt factory, our our refining factory, and who was he? Oh, he was Chinese. What was he doing? He was looking around. We're setting up a cobalt deal to start uh, exporting cobalt and and molybdenum to the Chinese, but this guy wants to come around and he's inspecting our refining process. He wants to see how we do it. I'm like, ah, oh, industrial espionage. He goes, Yep, that's exactly what it is. But he goes, but that's, see, but he's like, yeah, but our CEO is an idiot because our CEO, this is what he does. He says in order to get the deal, he's he's giving away the secret recipe on how we do it. I said it's industrial espionage. Folks, I traveled through South America. I went, you know, several times I went to Central America. I get off the plane there, apart from the indigenous populations that are there, I'm seeing Chinese walking around all over the place. Why? It's industrial espionage. Can I just say that? Can we have an adult conversation? This is This is the reality of it. And I don't hate them for it. They're freaking cutting. I would be doing the same thing. Oh, you want to cut a deal with me? Show me how you make that special sauce for your burgers. Mm-hmm. McDonald's? Mm-hmm. You want to see? Teach me how to. What is the special sauce in the Big Mac? You're going to have to open the kimono. You're going to have to show me the full on kabuki theater. You're going to have to tell me what the secret sauce is. And I can't hate them for it because wanton, willful, spineless politicians give them access to these things because money's thrown at them and that's the racket that the chinese have been working that's the unfair quote-unquote unfair advantage that trump's talking about that's why all of a sudden you know uh, boeing wants to build a plant in china and then china's like uh, we want to know how you uh, build uh, your uh the 787 dreamliner yes General Electric wants to get a plant. Oh yes, uh, please uh, tell us your GE uh, 10X engine, your GE uh, 10X and 90 engine, uh, the very good uh, engine. How do you make it? Please tell us uh, what what oh what you want to use uranium? Oh, you use uranium. How much uranium do you use? Oh, you use a titanium for blade and uranium together in special alloy with nickel carbide composite. Oh, very good. Yes, what else do you do? Do you understand? That's the game that's being played. So how's he, how's Trump fixing the problem? Tariffs kick these guys in the nuts. It hurts them more than it hurts us. Number one. Has any of your life been affected? Not many. Even though the media's hyping up, U.S. businesses are going under because of the tariffs. It's not. What's happening, if the US, if a U.S. business goes under, okay, and they go out of business, hey, man, they needed to go. Because what Trump Trump is doing this, he's creating an economic demand which can be filled domestically. He's creating an economic domestic demand for American steel companies and American raw material companies to step up, ramp up, and make it to fill the demand. That's what this whole darn thing is about. And what's been happening? Yeah, you're going to hear some glum stories like, oh, you know, certain companies, the potato chip companies going down. They can't afford the plastic in their, in their potato chip bags. They can't afford to get that plastic from China. They're going down in flames. Oh, my God. Ah! Sorry but the, the handful of people that have lost their jobs in the potato chip factory because of the plastic bag situation. I, I understand. I get it. But what I'm what I'm also talking about here, folks, is this. There are U.S. steel manufacturing jobs that are ramping up bigly, 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 bigly. These are steel and aluminum manufacturers. These guys are ramping up big time in order to fill the void, and that creates more jobs in the potato chip factory, higher-paying jobs. That's what this game is about. You're going to have to have a little bit of pain, a little bit of suffering, a little bit of loss in one area to create massive growth in the other area. That's the new American system. So protecting American technology will say, hey, this well, Boeing could go, hey, we're going to build a plant in your country, but no, the source code, the source code, the source code to our entire aircraft program, you're not getting. Oh, what do you mean? You're not going to give it to us? No. No, Charlie, we're not going to give it to you. Okay? So, so, that's number one. Number two, we're going to become an energy powerhouse, Okay? That means we are going to see a launch of a new petrodollar. This petrodollar is not backed by gold. We don't have no stinking gold to back our money with. We know that. Trump knows that. The good guys in power know that. But we do have is redonkulous energy reserves. A new petrodollar that is not based on Saudi pipelines, but based on U.S. petroleum output. What a bargaining chip. Then with the with the global economic reset coming along, folks, the reset buttons hit it is hit. We reset the debt on everything else. Everybody starts from scratch. The world moves on. Done and done. That's what I gotta say, Siege. Well
1: spoken B. Break it down.
0: Yeah man I mean that that that's the game that's being played here so a cooperation between the US and Russia which is the two military powers on the planet the two in, in energy and petroleum powers on the planet is a perfect it's like peanut butter and jelly man and guess what US and Russia working together can supply the energy needs of Europe. And this is what I said. Don't be surprised. You got some natural gas pipelines coming in from Russia, going into Alaska, coming down through Canada and into the United States. Don't forget, you know, don't don't be surprised. There's some new uh, energy deals that's going to be done between the U.S. and and Europe where a more efficient system of transfer will take place. These things will happen. Just wait for it. Wait for it. You guys are, I'm telling you, there's going to be some temporary discomfort. We're going to go through this global economic reset. But there is a new world emerging. Um, I, I feel good about it, Siege. I feel good. There you have it, folks. Anything else you want
1: to cover, buddy? That's it. I do I do want to update the audience a couple of things real quick. Our fans, uh, we did move hanging to Harley tomorrow to Friday at noon. Uh, yesterday, the boys broke it down. Uh, great uh, trading show. So go check that out if you haven't listened to it yet. Uh, that's up, and uh, that's that's all I have. E. Do we have Gustavo today? Oh yes! How can I forget cuts with Gus?
0: <laughs> yes, cuts with Gus, 4 p.m. Eastern no Standard worries. Time. I'll run it. I'll 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 host it. It's all good. All right, awesome. And with that being said, folks, we are over and we're out. Peace out, Cub Scouts. Take it away, CJ.